Steven Andy Meet Batman Episode 7 Louie the Lilac. Alright, spring break is over and we're back for another episode. A little late again, but. A little late, but yeah, I think our last episode was posted like a week ago, so we're not really that bad, right? We've been trying to be consistent, but you know, Andy has a full time job and he's married. I am a full time student and I do research. And, um, yeah, we're both pretty so busy. So what do you expect, yeah. yeah. And we live in different cities. I live in West Lafayette, Andy lives in Columbus. So it's it's hard to get this together, but we pretty much do it every week, so sorry if we're late. I don't think anyone's really upset about that. I don't anyway. think so either. We're, we're more like every week and a half. Yeah. Which is better than bi-weekly, I guess. Yeah. We do live in different cities, but actually... Last week was a rare meeting of Steve and Andy in real life. I haven't seen Andy in months, but I did see him last I week. I know. At you were here in Columbus. For a show um, from my friend, the musician, Shale Riley. And a uh, really bizarre show in this weird... Co- what was it? Ex- Espresso Yourself coffee shop? It was really weird. But, uh, yeah, Espresso Yourself had a ton of guitars hanging on the wall. Yeah. And had a painting of Angelia Jolie and one of John Mayer. It was a really weird experience, but we experienced it together. We we have another email to read, and we'll do that after this episode. This week's episode is about Louis the Lilac, and it's really bizarre, is the only way. Which is, that's saying something, for an episode of Batman to be bizarre, because they're normally pretty weird anyway, but this episode is like... is Really just, odd. Yeah, it's just extra weird. Well, it's, a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's very much um, of its time. Yeah. Like, all the Batman episodes seem, yeah, seem like mid-60s, but this one really has the stench of 60s all over. Yeah, they really wanted to emphasize the 60s lingo and the 60s uh, style and culture, and they it came out weird, I think. But, it did, yeah. All right, so are you ready to get into this week's episode? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So this week's episode is episode 101 of Batman, I guess. Yeah, that's right. And it is uh, season three, episode seven, Louis the Lilac. Again, a not. <laughs> this is the least <laughs> creative, creative name so far. They just named it after the main villain, but uh, whatever. I guess they didn't plan on using him again. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, you got some facts about this episode for us? Yeah, I do. Okay, the original air date. Louis the Lilac was October 26, 1967. Okay. Its production code was 1710. Okay. It was written by Dwight Taylor and directed by George Wagner. George Wagner. Has he directed any yet? I don't think so. Not in season three. Oh, and Milton Berle played Louis the Lilac, Mr. TV. Okay, we open in Commissioner Gordon's office. Uh, Chief O'Hara shows up. He tells Gordon... Chief O'Hara sounded really pissed. Yeah, because... He tells Gordon, look, there's a flower in, I, which I have no idea what that is. There's a flower in going on. Everything's ready. They got the park ready. They have the police ready. And I, I guess this flower in, which is like a hippie gathering, needs police uh, protection. Well, I really don't know. Well, this is what, okay, a flower in, I guess, is is their way of saying a love in. Yeah. And also tie into the fact that Louis is a lilac, I guess. But here's the thing. They never refer to him as hippies. Throughout the entire episode, they call them flower children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I was wondering that. I mean, was there some sort of, like, from the network, don't say hippies, call them flower children. There might have been, yeah. It's very odd, very odd. The flower end is about to take place, but 
Gotham City has run out completely of flowers. There are no flowers no flowers left. anywhere. They can't even pick flowers. They're all gone. And O'Hara's freaking out because, you know, the hippies are not going to be happy that there are no flowers. They're about to have a flower in. It seems that someone has uh, somehow cornered the flower market and just gotten rid of all the flowers in Gotham City. We cut to Louis the Lilac, and it turns out he's the one who's cornered the flower market, of course. You know, why would he do that? Why does he want to control all the flowers in Gotham City? He wants to control all the flowers because the flower children or the hippies, they love flowers. And he thinks by controlling all the flowers, he can control the flower generation, which will eventually somehow let him control the entire world. Are hippies that influential in Gotham? Well, this, this is the thing, though. Hippies, when they grew up, they became yuppies in the 80s. All the businessmen and everything. All the executives on Wall Street and what have you. So he oh, he was a pretty good thinking. Somewhat. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if their love of flowers would have continued for, you know, 30 years, but still. Yeah, he, I mean, so Louis the Lilac basically wants to become the hippie king, which he thinks somehow will let him take over the world. It's It's really weird how he even thought of that. I guess it ties in. He, what else can he do? His main thing is flowers, so he has to do something with the flower children. I find it odd that the hippies trusted this old man in a purple suit. We we cut to the flower inn. People are playing clarinets, dancing in baskets, uh, just sitting around on blankets, chatting. Basically being hippies. Yeah, but there only it seems like there's only ten or twelve people actually in the flower inn. There's not that many hippies in Gotham City, I guess. No, no. Um, we see a hippie, and apparently his name is Dogwood, and, uh, you know, he's pissed because he wants to know how can we have a flower flower in with no flowers. I think he used the word flower love at one point. I'm not sure what that is. Right. <laughs> but Not for certain either. That sounds kind of dirty. Anyway, Primrose, uh, Princess Primrose is there. She's kind of like the queen. The leader of the hippies. Yeah, yeah. yeah the leader of the hippies. She, she says, look, Dogwood, don't freak out, man. Stay stay cool, because we don't need flowers. We need to just think about flowers. But Dogwood's not buying. He's like, look, I want, this is a flower, and I want my I flowers. I want flowers. <laughs> I, these hippies love their flowers. They really do. Uh, just then, Barbara Gordon comes walking along. She what do you comes, think would have happened if the flowers weren't at Woodstock? Well, this episode, basically, is what would have happened. <laughs> this episode was kind of like a like a cautionary tale to the <laughs> organizers of Woodstock to make sure you have your hippies and don't trust old guys in purple suits. Basically. So just okay. then, Barbara Gordon comes strolling up. Um, apparently, Barbara used to be friends with Primrose uh, back in college. And they act like that was a long time ago, but didn't Barbara just get out of college? It was like a year. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought it was only been like a year or so. Uh, Primrose says, Barbara, look, you need to chill, man. You need to join the flower in. It will, and I'm quoting, blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> Did it blow your mind? That blew my mind a little bit. I've never actually <laughs> been to a flower inn in real yeah, but life. But just seeing a flower inn, did that blow your mind? It did. I have Can you imagine say, being there then? Oh my god, I can't. I don't even want to know what goes on. Your in mind would have been blown twice. <laughs> it would have been blown out of your head and then blown back in. Anyway, Louis the Lilac rolls up in his flower mobile. He's handing out flowers to all the flower children, and they love him. They, oh, yeah. They really do, so I don't know why. It seems like his plan's already done. He, the flower children love Louis the Lilac for handing out flowers. Yeah, he doesn't seem to really have to do anything else. It's pretty much done. But, of course, he does have to screw up his own plans because he uses this weird flower 
mind control device on his lapel. Um, it makes this weird spacey noise. I'm not exactly sure what it was supposed to be. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but anyway, he uses that to control Princess Primrose and take her back to his hideout to plan a worldwide flower in, which <laughs> that really scares me. This is perhaps <laughs> the most terrifying plan so far. Did I have a worldwide flower in? <laughs> we cut to the opening. And uh, after the opening, Barbara, we see that she's a little suspicious about Louie just rolling up and just kind of taking Primrose away. Who wouldn't be? He didn't even have to take Primrose away and I would have been suspicious of Louie. Any guy who's just handing out flowers and something called the flower flower is a little suspicious to me. Any rational person would think that was suspicious. Barbara goes to tell Gordon. She's she's like, look, this Louie guy, I'm not too sure about him. I think he's up to no good. Gordon's like, look. Relax, there's nothing I can do. I'm late for a meeting, I gotta go. He leaves, but she- In Gotham, in Gotham, it is legal, legal to kidnap a hippie. <laughs> if a hippie is kidnapped, there is the cops can't do anything about it. There's That's only there like is. 12 hippies in Gotham anyway, so they really don't concern You can commit themselves. any crime you want against a hippie and it's fine. Of course Barbara can't relax because um, it's her friend, she's concerned, and- so she calls Batman and Robin on the Bat phone. Um, they're in the Bat cave. And what are they doing? Well, they're putting a flower decal on the Batmobile. What else would they be doing? Obviously. Because apparently they're going to some hippie rally. Actually, they're probably going to the flower. They're going to the flower inn. Flower children love Batman and Robin. They really do, and I don't know why. And They think they're groovy. <laughs> that's the only explanation they give. They are kind of groovy. I, I mean, I love Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Um, I'm not a flower child, but... No, no. But, you know, Batman and Robin are groovy, nonetheless. So Barbara tells Batman about uh, Louis the Lilac's plans. Did you, did you notice that Alfred answered the phone and she didn't think anything of it, even though she spoke to Alfred many times over the telephone? Well, she knows she knows that Alfred is with uh, Batman and Robin. Does she? Yeah, she knows that. I thought she just knew Alfred as uh, Bruce Wayne's butler. No, I, doesn't she know that Alfred is a... Uh... Hmm. I don't think she does. Maybe not. That actually makes Alfred the, the most powerful man in Gotham. He, know, he knows secrets over everyone. <laughs> um, so we cut to Louis' greenhouse. Primrose is confused. She wants to know, look, how did I even get here? I think you hypnotized me or something. Let me go back to the flower inn and hang out with my people. Louis, Louis says no, um... I need your help to take over the world, basically. Uh, you're the leader of the flower people. They trust you. Somehow these hippies are going to let me take over the world. I don't really know where he's going in this thing. They'll rise up and take over the world. But Primrose, she's not into it. And then she mentions how her friend Barbara Gordon was at the flower inn, and that Barbara Gordon is the daughter of, um, of course, Commissioner Gordon, head of the police department. Why would she sell out her friend like that? Well, maybe she didn't know. I don't know. She's kind of a hippie. Probably high. <laughs> she probably is. Louis concerned, of course, that Barbara knows. He's, he's like, well, she might tell her dad something. He zaps Primrose with his flower, hypno-ray, whatever. And uh, locks her away. He sends out one goon to tail Barbara, and he says, look, I'm going down to police headquarters to leave a message for Batman. Why does he actively want Batman to get involved in his plan? If anything, he should be trying to fly under the radar. 
<laughs> Seriously. I, that, is, that is correct. Why would he want Batman involved? Just a note to all criminals of Gotham. If you want to commit some major crime, probably not the best idea to actively leave notes for Batman and just give him clues. It's just not a good idea. It never, It has never worked out for anyone. They want to be that first one. <laughs> the thrill of being number one. We cut back to the flower and Dogwood is there. He's pissed. He's stirring up trouble among the hippies. He says, uh, look, Louie, he's killing all of our joy power. Uh, his words, not mine. He's got bad vibes. The whole scene is, is just bad. Dogwood wants to uh, cause a little rumble down in Fuzztown. Those are his words. Is that a euphemism? I don't know. It sounds a little... I don't know. That sounds really dirty. So Dogwood gathers all the hippies together. They hop in the hippie mobile, drive off to police headquarters. They do have a hippie mobile. That's the thing. So they hop in. They're going to stir up some trouble. They, they're not liking the whole scene. We cut to Gordon's office. Batman and Robin are just hanging out. I really don't know why they're there exactly. Just hanging out. out. Well, you know, maybe Gordon called him there because he found out Babs used the red phone. Because if you notice, he said Babs and he had a fight. Barbara, I'm sorry, not Babs, but Barbara and he had a fight yeah. over her using the red phone. Oh, I, do you, so you think he somehow can track the use of the bat phone? I don't know. He said that he's, he's sorry Barbara used the phone, and it's one of the few times they've ever gotten in a fight. And Batman says, oh, it's quite all right. I understand why she's concerned with her friend. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. The secretary informs Commissioner Gordon that some flower children are outside to see him. And, and Gordon just, without hesitation, says, send him in. <laughs> Can anyone, is it that easy to get a meeting with Commissioner Gordon? Just well, how many people are in up? Gotham? Seriously, think about it. Do we ever eight see... Eight million. Eight million. Do you honestly believe there are eight million people in that city of, like, four police policemen? It's a little bit of a stretch. Two librarians, yeah. twelve hippies. Yeah. Anyway, once Batman and Robin hear that some flower children are going to be showing up, they're like, we can't stay, we'll be mobbed. Flower children love us so much. There'll be a riot. A riot might break out right in Commissioner Gordon's office. So they duck out. Do you ever actually see the hippies love Batman and Robin that much, or do you think it's just the ego of Bruce Wayne getting in the way again? That could be it, yeah. Bruce Wayne just is obsessed with his own personality. He thinks that every everyone loves him. He can't go anywhere without getting mobbed. I, I don't think I ever saw the hippies go crazy for him. Uh, not really, no. Back in the Batmobile, it's parked in a side alley. Um... Maybe maybe uh, Gordon did have a talk with Batman about, you can't be parking right out front anymore. Park in the side alley, come on. That's fire lane. They, they find a note from Louis the Lilac. It, it tells him to go to a flower shop. Basically leads them right into his hideout. Uh, they race off. In the flower shop, uh, they know something's up because this place is full of flowers. And it's impossible to find flowers in Gotham City now, so they, they're like, something's wrong here. That's the first chink in Louie's plan. <laughs> Not hiding the flowers better. Well, I would say the first problem with his plan is recruiting hippies to help him take over the world. That's true. The second problem might be... Getting Batman involved? <laughs> yeah, actively getting Batman involved. Louie's mistress is running the shop. She has some very rare lilacs, and of course Batman's interested because he says he likes the oddities of any species or something really weird like that. It was kind of hitting on her. They were kind of like flirting yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit of a strange vibe. Batman loves the ladies. Bruce Wayne can't keep his hands <laughs> off of them. She brings out the flowers. Um, of course they're poisonous and Robin gets knocked out. Batman bends down to help. Louis shows up. 
with a flower pot and bashes Batman over the head. I like how he stayed with the theme of flowers. He didn't like hit him with a club. He hit him with a flower pot. I like that. That was good. I like I like his style. I thought it was it was just kind of humorous <laughs> of all the things we to cut, pick up. We cut to Barbara. Um, she is talking to her bird again, and it's not like you know the way you talk to a pet sometimes, where you're just petting it and you sort of talk. She talks to it as though it were an actual human being. She stares there. Uh, she stands there, looks it in in the eyes, and talk. I think she's really insane. It, I was sort of joking before, but... Ba- Barbara only knows old men. Alfred, O'Hara, her dad, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I've never seen her interact with Dick Grayson, so she only knows old men. And all of her friends from college are now Hippies. flower people. Yeah. And she's not. She's still super square. So yeah. the only person she can identify with that's on her own wavelength is this bird, Charlie. That's a good analysis of her psyche. I think that it's a and Charlie, weird. Charlie is also. I mean, th- this is going. This is stretching it, but flowers for Algernon. The main character's name is Charlie, so she's okay. she's transferring the mentally retarded male into the animal, and she is becoming the animal because you know the mouse was Algernon, not Barbara. But still, I'm just seeing there has to be a reason for Charlie. And Charlie was a popular movie at the time, which was based on the book. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, the main point is Barbara is insane. Obviously. One of Louis's uh, goons busts in. Barbara tries to call her dad, but uh, the goon rips the phone out of the wall. Of course, why wouldn't he do that? Why did she think she could just pick up the phone? Look, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the coppers. I don't think so, Lee. I like it. How, how did, he, did he climb up the side of the building? Because he came in from the balcony. They seem to imply he like found out about the fire escape or something and got okay. it that way. Okay. Really unsafe building, if anyone can just climb right up the... You know how many people anyone... were climbing up that building? Yeah, that's true. Back in Louis' greenhouse, Batman and Robin are tied up to some man-eating lilacs. They're in trouble because these lilacs are going to eat them alive, and it's going to be painful, probably. We got to the Batcave. Uh, Gordon is calling the Batphone. Alfred answers. They're all suspicious because Batman is missing. He says he would be back in the Batcave by now, but he's not. And he doesn't have a cell phone or anything, so it's not like Alfred can just ring him up and see where he is. That gives to be the cleanest place in the world. Alfred is always down there cleaning. That's true. It is pretty clean for a cave, I think. It does. It is really clean for a cave because it is a real cave. Alfred's concerned. Um, he fires up the back computer. What else do you do when you're concerned? You fire up your computer and you you run some numbers, crunch some numbers, figure out what's wrong. It spits out Louis the Lilac's flower shop, conveniently, because that's where Batman is. Um, back in Louis's hideout, Batman and Robin are still trapped. Primrose is upset because, you know, she wants to get back to the flower, and she doesn't want any dealings with this world domination stuff. So Louis just zaps her again with the hypno-rate. The hypno-rate needs to be more powerful. It only works for, like, five minutes at a time. For a very short time, yeah. Didn't he also use it as a radio at some point during the episode? Uh, yes, he did. It's multifunctional. And yeah, that was very confused. Is it a rate? Does it work on radio waves? Or is it a spray? Uh, I think they they said at one point it was some kind of flower mist, but you never see it. And it makes like a zapping noise. Yeah, so it's, I, at first I thought it was a spray, but then when he was using it to pick up radio waves, I was thinking, well, maybe it works on radio waves. I do not know. It's It's a mystery, a complete mystery. 
But he's like, we're going back to the Flower Inn. You're going to tell all the hippies that I'm their new leader. We cut back to Barbara's apartment. She has locked herself in her bedroom. Somehow, the goon has allowed her to do that. <laughs> the intruder's just like, come on out. But yeah, the goon's just like, come on out, please. Look, I've, I'm trying to do my job here. He doesn't break down the door or anything. But yeah, he's obviously upset. Then, all of a sudden, Batgirl shows up. Of course, it's Barbara. She's shimmied out on the ledge. Again, it's very easy to do that in this apartment. <laughs> she threatens the goon. Um, she's kind of sort of getting involved in the goon's life a little bit because the goon's like, oh, I'm just here with my girlfriend or whatever. And Barbara's like, why is she locked in her bedroom? Why are you knocking? Why is the phone? It's it's really like sort of I mean, if, a little if, bit if of any, intrusion there. Yeah, well, if, any, if anybody had an argument, any relationship had an argument in Gotham, does she show up <laughs> and ask what's going on? I would hope so. Is she like a, a marriage counselor? All of a sudden... Uh, Gordon and O'Hara show show up. Bad girl disappears because she doesn't want her dad seeing her in the pieces. apartment. Yeah, I don't know why she was concerned about that. Um, they were worried about Barbara, but of course she's okay. She shows back up in her bedroom. She's like, they were like, we've been trying to call you, and her excuse was, oh, sorry, I locked myself in my bedroom. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a sort of funny scene when she's talking where Alfred starts yeah. to walk in. Yeah, you see him snooping around in the background. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, after Gordon leaves, um, Alfred shows up on the balcony. Apparently, he too has shimmied out there. An old man. <laughs> he can barely do anything other than clean. He tells Barbara about uh, Li- uh, Louis' plan. We cut to the flower, and Primrose is there. She's under the spell of Louis. Um, she's spitting out all this rhetoric about how Louis is so great. He's the new king of the hippies, basically. The hippies really aren't buying it, though, and and um, they're, they're really not a fan of Louie anymore. Just then, the spell begins to wear off. She was tripping out, <laughs> and I think it's funny, uh, Dogwood says something funny. He's like, you were totally tripping and not in the good way. <laughs> that was <laughs> funny, yeah. She tells the hippies that Louie also kidnapped Batman and Robin, and they do love Batman and Robin because they freak out. They jump back in the hippie mobile and race off back in the greenhouse. Batman and Robin, they're still tied up. These, the, one of the plants has ate Batman's utility belt, which is a smart for this plant because that's the first thing you go for. You would, obviously, the first thing would be one for the utility belt. Louis shows, Louis shows back up, and Batman is somehow able to move his foot to a pot and bust open the door. Which kills the plan immediately because of the cold air. It it doesn't make get very it. much sense. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Um, so they're able to bust out. A fight breaks out, and this is, from my recollection, the most violent of all the fights so far. Did you notice any extra violence here? <laughs> there were punches, multiple punches to the face. It was. Well, this was this was a serious crime. Serious crime. Stealing put, flowers. Yes. Stealing flowers. It's attempted murder, really, too. I guess so. That, He's crossed the line. And there, you notice Batman referred to the plant as a cannibal, yet it's a man-eating plant, not a plant-eating plant. That's a good point. Batman's throwing pumpkins at the goon's face. Right at their face. It's, it looks like it's <laughs> He stole all the pumpkins, too. He wanted to take over <laughs> Halloween as well. Batgirl somehow just shows up out of nowhere, starts punching the goons, too. Then, as... This was really weird to me. So when Batgirl shows up, she just starts chatting with Batman. Well, Robin's taking on all the goons, and we don't see it, but you can hear punches that sound like they hurt. And those 
So Batman and uh, Batgirl just hanging out, chatting while Robin's taking punches to the face. And it sounds like it hurts. Batgirl just sort of wanders off, grabs this can of spray that's just laying around. This part was really bizarre, I thought. This was the weakest ending of any fight. She's sort of examining the spray. Louis is freaking out. He's like, no, whatever you do, do not spray that spray. It causes whatever you spray it to turn to mildew and start to mold and rot away. And what do you do when someone says, do not spray that? You spray it. You spray it right in their face. She sprayed it right in his face. That could have killed him. She didn't know what that was. She didn't care. She was out for blood. He stole. He was trying to control the flower market. It was really violent and sort of cruel. I did <laughs> for something like that. Well, I thought this episode does have a lot of the violence because after that, she sprays him. Louis tried to commit suicide by letting a plant eat him. Yeah, Louis runs off because his life is ruined. He's turned to mildew almost. The hippies hate him now. Yeah, he runs off and tries to kill himself. Of course, the plant is dead. Robin's like, look, there are a ton of hippies outside and they're not really happy with anything that's going on here. Batman says... Why don't you go out and deal with him, Robin? And that's the end of the episode. And <laughs> Batman does say groovy once. Yeah, yeah. They must have been running short on time because at the end of the episode, they just show like 40 seconds of Batgirl riding her motorcycle with the Batgirl theme playing. playing. And that's the last time we'll hear it. So, okay, so Batgirl's gone. Batman yeah. and Robin are just hanging out. Yeah. And I don't know if there's an open window, an open door, if like... It seemed like there was a door open. Yeah, or if the side of the building was blown off somehow in the side, yeah. I don't know. But they can see outside, and from the outside, Egghead comes up in some sort of Russian parade. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here comes Egghead, and it looks like he's with some sort of Russian princess. And he's riding a donkey. Yeah, I didn't know what was what that was all about. It's a bizarre ending to a bizarre episode, I think. Alright, so that's the end of this episode. Next week's episode, I guess, is about Egghead and some Russian princess. Um, we have an email. Actually, it's a few emails, but they're all from the same person. Oh my! And this per I, this person's cool. Her name. You have all the emails, right? Yeah, I have this email. Um, I'm assuming it's a girl, Kasra K A S S R A. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Kasra. Um, Sounds right. The first email just says SpongeBob rules. So that's up. That's up for uh, for debate, but okay. <laughs> The next email says, hey guys, I love your show. Please read this on air. Okay. Yeah, we've done that. Uh, and then she ends it, Spongebob rules. <laughs> I think she likes Spongebob. I think so. Let's see here. And uh, we got another email. Hey guys, can you please email me, Spongebob rules. Um, she also said, uh, can you guys do a Steve and Andy meet the Soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld? Love the show. And also, I heart Taco Bell. And, of course, we... Yeah, we heart Taco, Taco Bell, Bell as well. I hit so, tacos tonight, as a matter of fact. From Taco Bell? You betcha. Oh, my God. Thank you for the emails, Castro. Um, I'm not a big fan of Spongebob. I'm not either. I actually don't like Spongebob. Do you know what I would be a fan of, though? What? I would be a fan of a fan fiction of Batman meets Spongebob. Castro, please write us... If you write us some story about Batman meeting Spongebob in any way, we'll read it on air. We'll pretty much read anything on air. Yeah, actually. they can any send us anything. It doesn't matter what kind of email we get, we'll read it on air. If it's spam, we'll read it. <laughs> we'll, re we'll read the things about making your wiener bigger. We don't care. 
Our email is steveandandy at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out our blog, which is stevenandy.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes there. Leave us a review. We've gotten some more, and they're all very nice. I want to give a special thanks to Tom Caters of the podcast, uh, Tom vs. The Flash. He mentioned us on our show, and I think it's really helped with our subscribers. So Me too. Any of you guys are, are found out about us from Tom vs. The Flash, thank you for coming and listening. We really appreciate it. I hope you like the podcast. So yeah, thanks to Tom. Check out Tom vs. The Flash. He's on iTunes. It's a great podcast. Send us emails. Subscribe yep. if you're not a subscriber. All those things that Steve already said. Yep. Um, just we're, we're working hard to make Steve and Andy one of the top podcasts. And we're working for you. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Tell your friends. Um, next week, Egghead. And it should be good. It should be probably just as weird as every other episode we've watched so far. Andy, um, have a good week, and I will talk to you later. Winter winds as the night moves in.